Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Andy is back with me now. It's another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Andy, we have to be in good moods because that was nothing but positives yesterday. I think this may be the first episode where there is zero negativity, <laughs> although we did see, we did see over the last two hours that... Brian Cristante was suspended for blasphemous language, which, for those of you who don't know, this is one of the dumbest rules that exists in the Italian FAs, the FIGC's Code of Conduct, yep. because it is entirely subjective, this one, and it's even more hilarious. Did you, are, are you seeing the clip that everybody is posting once this news came out of Donnarumma, of what he said yesterday in the yep. match against yep. Parma? And and Tonali as well, which is yes. which is a, again it, it's uh, to make you know to keep make this long story short it's it's something that happens all the time especially yes. now when the stadiums are empty it's if it wasn't for the commentators uh, talking over it you'd be you you'd think you're at like a, a, a corn festival in the yeah. middle of Calabria, you know? It's it's that kind of language all game long, and all teams do it, which isn't an excuse. It's just very weird that it got picked up um, for for Cristante, especially since it was directed at, at himself, not at exactly. somebody in particular. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's not as if he was saying this to the referee, to an opponent, or even into the camera. He, it is something he muttered to himself. Right. When his head was hanging low after uh, giving uh, Bologna the only goal they scored all game long, and he basically uh, hung his head and looked down and, and said something, and the microphones near the goal line picked it up. Yes. And listen, I know in our, in our patron WhatsApp chat, there is some, for, for, maybe it's from those who don't speak Italian, they're sort of trying to get a grasp of the origin of this certain phrase. Now, I don't want to <laughs> repeat it just because oh, some may get offended. And, of course, this is a family-friendly podcast. But, listen, there are so there is so much worse that is said. And, again, this is not something that Cristante was saying to another person. He muttered it to himself. And he said it under his breath. You know, it's not like he shot it into the camera with both of his middle fingers up. I mean, come on. So... Listen, this is the only negative we're going to discuss today on the podcast because everything yesterday was phenomenal. It was it brought joy to my heart, but I had to get this out of the way because again, it's entirely subjective, Andy. The way it is applied is entirely subjective, and it just goes to show you more stupidity from the sporting judge. I I just don't understand this these decisions 
baffle me. They they really really do. There's there's no understanding. There's no consistency into the way this sort of rule is applied. If it was applied in this manner to every player, Jean Louis <laughs> Buffon, do you know how often he mutters yep. a certain phrase? Okay, yeah, yeah, he'd he'd have the same number of appearances as Pinsolio. <laughs> He would be suspended for the entire season because he likes to, he has a preferred phrase, I guess we could call it, and he uses it quite liberally and quite often. And oddly enough, he was not uh, recently on this banned list by the sporting judge. So to see it just so used in this cavalier manner, not applied evenly to certain clubs is absurd. And I think... Again, this is going to come off as you and I complaining that, you know, bitter, bitter Roma supporters, again, right. crying the world is against them. But, I mean, come on. In this instance, Andy, because we have instances within the same day and these players aren't banned, it's absurd, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard uh, Spinazzola say a few things of the, you know, in, in, in <laughs> similar, one, similar yeah. fashion. <laughs> uh, I mean, in this match in particular, I even rewatched, I had, a, I had a replay on of the full match without the commentary. And that was, it was incredible because it was flying all over the place. And Mihailovic. I was uh, just about to say, yeah. Mihailovic <laughs> wouldn't even be allowed on a bench. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, and that's fine. It's just funny because we hear it all the time. And if, if, uh, if uh, a Serie A side uh, had all the players that said something blasphemous during a game, uh, a band for a game, then that, following game they that Serie A side would have to field its primavera uh, yeah. because because of lack of players i mean that's the reality of the situation it's it's obscene and here we are andy i guess this sort of speaks to a greater point that as we now shift to the positives other than Cristante's, I, I don't even know scientifically or anatomically how that own goal was possible it was yeah. almost as if he defied <laughs> science because he was nowhere, he was nowhere near the goal. A, B, the ball was nowhere near the goal, and there were no he, opponents around him. Yes, yes, Total, no yes, pressure, no pressure yes, whatsoever. Yet, yet somehow the ball ends up in the back of the net, and incidentally, it ends up being the only goal. And other than another chance or two in the second half, is really the only time Bologna came close to the back of the net again. So. There are a lot of positives that we can draw from this. But let me start with Brian Cristante. Andy, it, first off, it was very funny that he was at fault for the own goal a day after Paolo Fonseca is absolutely praising him, saying, oh, I love him in this position now. He's turned into a great central defender. I love the way he's adapted. Now, we could debate this, but again, I want to keep this positive. Given the injury problems that Roma have had over these past two months, particularly at central defender, Cristante has done relatively well, and I think we have to give him proper credit. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, I believe he's like the third or fourth uh, highest player in, in terms of minutes played, which says a lot about somebody that is playing totally out of position. Uh, to to be right. fourth right. or third in in terms of minutes played out of position as a central defender um, is is really something that you don't see very often. 
maybe maybe you would expect somebody like De Rossi to play that way that consistently. Now we're not saying that uh, this is the way to go forward, but obviously it you know uh, teams that perform well or teams that want to achieve something have to understand the importance of of sacrifice and uh, I guess with Cristante you know we 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 see what what sacrifice means um for for you know starting on an individual level now then you know it spreads all over the team and that's 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 to me it's always a positive so if if you know if 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 this if this is an example of what this team should be all about this season um then uh, cristante's sort of determination to you know to just keep quiet and and do his job sometimes he makes mistakes um sometimes he he does make a, a few passes that put put us at risk other times he's as calm as they come and and in in that position so it's a, it's a weird mix but i guess that it it's something that it's that little bit of risk versus reward that you need um in order to to keep things exciting Staying with this theme in defense, Paul Lopez, he returns to the starting lineup at least for Finally, the a good game. Finally, yes. a really good game. Now, Mirante, he had a problem with his hand uh, throughout the week in training, so they held him out. He was still called up. But is this sort of the time to give him a goal now? Because although Mirante has done good this year, there's no denying that. 37-year-old, the, the fact that we've even gotten up to date these many good performances from him I think is probably asking way more than should be asked a guy of his age also it's Mirante we're talking about not I- Iker Casillas you know <laughs> right right so I guess that's sort of my question is is now the time to hand it back over to Paulo Lopez that he had his chance to be on the bench he's missed many important matches in the league now again he has played in the Europa League but is now the opportunity for him to sort of get back into the driver's seat, put the rest and everything negative that has happened behind him. And there are a number of things. We can't deny that. But I have to say he was good yesterday. And I had the feel, Andy, even though it was a resounding victory, before the match, I couldn't help but feel that this was the type of match that Roma would lose. And right. given what we saw last year around this time, right? This yeah, is really when it was... They, they, yeah, they won 3-2 at the Olimpico. Yeah, they beat us. And this is the time last year where it really was the beginning of the end for Roma season. And I couldn't help but feel at least slightly apprehensive before the match began as to it would happen again this this year. But yeah. they did really, really good in just about every department yesterday. And Paulo Lopez, I thought, proved. Now, listen, it's Bologna. They won 5-1. to one. But it, it's a good start because, you know what? He didn't have the brain, the brain lapses that we saw so often last season. And and you need games like these. I mean, it's uh, Bologna was you know I'm, I think along with Fiorentina was was the worst side we we sort of we faced this, so far this season um, in in terms of lack of organization and and just overall performances it, it was a disaster. But without that Paul Lopez save in the opening minutes. Um, yes where Barro launches uh, Palacio in, in into the six yard area uh, that's I don't know if we're talking about the same game 
because that, you know, that was a great reaction from him from the get-go. And that's what you want to see. And I think that this is a perfect game as a starting point to 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 rehabilitate him, to sort of get him back into the the into the sort of uh, mojo, into into yes. being part of the main team. Because obviously, you know, yes, you enjoy playing games and you know Europa League, but you understand that there is a difference when Mirante goes on and, and plays against Milan and, and Paulo Lopez plays against uh, Sofia. You know, that's, you feel that difference as a yeah. player that, okay, the coach, yes, he takes me into consideration, but to an extent, now we are, we are playing, you know, uh, in Serie A uh, every three days. Um, then we have a break, but this is, I think, the perfect time to, especially against Torino, um, to put him on and say, okay, you you did good. We've rewarded so many other players. I mean, VR is playing the way he's playing because after those performances, the Europa League, you said, okay, you're good enough. You've shown me enough to to to, to warrant a, a starting spot um, on a regular basis. Same goes for Karsdorp. Why not do it for Paul Lopez, who, mm. you know, as a goalkeeper, as your expensive number one, um, covers one of the most pivotal positions in, in, in the team. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so I was just about to shift to sort of, not resurrection, because that's probably a bit too much to describe some of the leaps in quality that we've seen from a number of players within the team over the last few weeks. You mentioned VR. Karsdorp was incredible, absolutely incredible yesterday. The rebirth that this guy has had is astounding. But before I get to them, and I guess we will go into one more negative here, and it, it pains me to bring him up only because I have, I have been very clear that I have wanted this guy at Roma for a number of years. I love him, very close with the guys who represent him, so it, it's difficult for me to... I guess, bring this up and talk about it rather objectively, but I'm going to try my best. So you mentioned VR, Andy, and it is becoming abundantly clear that this guy needs to see the pitch more and he needs to be given a more important role in the team. Now, we discussed this, I don't know if it was the previous episode or two episodes ago, that if we were to do that, if Fonseca were to do that, if Roma were to do that, it is going to come at the expense of Diawara. And I don't want to be too critical because he was out with COVID for a long time, very long time. But his performance in the Europa League, that pass that he conceded to give away a goal, he just really looks off, Andy. And I, I, I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't know if it's an ability thing. I, I don't know because... The, the really harsh part with him is, and I think we would all agree with this, is that he seems to get these injuries, or COVID in this case, at the 
most unlucky moments because do we remember him right. before he got that injury uh, last year against Calgary? At the meniscus, yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, arguably one of the best players within the team. Uh, you could have made the case that at that moment he was the best player, certainly the best midfielder. He was ahead of Veretu at the moment. Then he goes out with the meniscus thing, and he's out for a number of months. He comes back, and he just does not look the same. This, this season now does pretty well in the beginning of the season. He starts against Verona at the Bentagori, and then he runs into this COVID thing, and he misses. Actually, it was over one month, Andy, almost a month and a half that he's out. Correct. And he comes back, and he just looks all out of sorts. I mean, he is misplaying passes against Bulgarian accountants that you just wouldn't expect from a guy who has played in important matches against Real Madrid. It's it's very confusing as to what is happening to this guy. I do sympathize with him, but if we're just talking plainly and objectively and bluntly here, you 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 can't keep playing him at the expense of VR. We need to see VR, right? Right, and it's, you know, it, it, this is it's a tough situation for him because you need minutes. You need to to get consistent playing time in order to get out of a slump. That's, right. I mean, in the NBA, when you're in a shooting slump, what does the coach tell you? Keep shooting the ball. Exactly. That's that's exactly. what you do because if you shy shy away from the moment, if you don't get the chances um, to to prove everybody wrong, then you'll never get them, and and you'll never get out of that slump. And for him, it's tough because he needs to get back into the groove of things. He needs to become, uh, again, that, that, that starting midfielder, that, uh, that partner in crime for, for Vertu, um, who I think was, was excellent at doing all the little things right. But now we're seeing VR uh, do the same little things just as well. And um, if, if not, perhaps even better if he keeps playing this way. Uh so it's 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 a tough situation because we've heard all kinds of rumors, you know, about a possible exit, about him being the the one piece in the midfield that that can be sacrificed in the in the name of transfer market. Um, and now, you know, it's not not as much of a of a fantasy anymore because this guy surely wants to play. He he has somebody younger than him, slightly younger than him, that has now risen in the hierarchy, um, that has now become uh, Fonseca's favorite or one of his favorites, and is and is is delivering. He's not there just because Diawara is out and is you know out of shape. He's delivering. It's he's VR is taking advantage of the chance that you're giving him. He's shooting the ball in terms of basketball because you're giving him the ball that's what he's doing so it's a tough situation especially because now the matches are are, are just so tightly knit together um, and you just can't afford um, either to to lose VR in terms of quality performances and 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 also match match wise uh, you you just can't risk having him Diawara do the same kind of mistakes he did in the Europa League in a match against, say, Atalanta. You just can't do that right now. Yeah, so I really wanted to, other than, listen, we we had to bring up this Diawara uh, Diawa thing only because it, it's just Roma find themselves in a very curious situation with him, and it's not on the website yet, but I will have something. He's not happy about it. Uh, move in January 
can't be ruled out. I can tell you his uh, his his entourage. I hate using that word, but his entourage, his guys, his representatives, whatever, they are searching for possible alternative uh, options for him. And and I wouldn't rule out the possibility of him leaving in January, um, albeit it would be very very difficult. But I want to more so praise VR Andy and. I, I think it was Fat Tati who made this tweet. I, I, I think it goes to show you that when it comes to the market, you can find really good quality players for not a very expensive or large price. What did Roma pay? Under 3 million euros for him. What was right. it, two and a half? Out of out of a, a second division league team exactly. at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. And... I know a lot of people, anytime a story or an interview with Gianluca Petraki comes out, they always refer to VR. Why can't we bring him back? Look at what he's done. And that is absolutely a fair point. And I guess that's a discussion for another day. But the fact that, as you just mentioned, Roma were able to pip this guy from the second tier of the Spanish league for a very, very small fee, they allow him to develop and... It, Listen, we made jokes about his uh, Instagram post that included random rap Drake. verses yeah. in lines from Drake. Clearly, this guy was not happy with having to sit on the bench. However, I think in the long run, that served him incredibly well because <laughs> Roma have been able to progress him very, very slowly. He's starting to learn the language. In fact, he, he knows the language relatively well. Um in fact, hoping to do an interview with him in Italian in the coming weeks. Um, more on that hopefully soon. But anyway, I think that Roma have handled him absolutely perfectly. And I think they're starting to reap the benefits in their patience with him. Because Andy, we're starting to see things that... Uh, I mean, he's showing these flashes that this could be a guy. Very, very important player. And I said it a couple of episodes ago... He really does have the feel of that that metronome in the midfield that I thought Diawadak could be. He is showing things that I just didn't even know were a part of his game, and I can't help but be impressed by him and want to see more of him. Yeah, he does. He he has a tremendous footwork. He he is smart, and despite his physical build, which. Uh, you know, seeing it from the outside or on your TV screen compared to all the other guys, um, especially yesterday. I mean, you had some real butchers out there uh, for yeah, Bologna, <laughs> uh, real machelai. Uh, these, I mean, he he doesn't he doesn't look very imposing, but the way he's handled himself, the way he's uh, he's learned to respect Fonseca's choices and fit into the grand scheme of things of. Okay, you know, I'll play those 10 minutes, then I'll play those 20 minutes you're giving me, and then finally you get 90 minutes here, you get 90 minutes there, and and you become a regular starter. And that's that that is credit for, to his hard work. That is credit also to Fonseca who's who's been able to to establish a connection with certain players that you know listen if you if you work your ass off if you really show me that you know even you can even apply yourself in these meaningless matches borderline meaningless matches against uh, uh bulgarian fishermen um 
you'll be you'll you'll be given a chance, and that's what he's been given uh, a chance to to really play. Um, and not again, not just because Diawara was out or Diawara was out of shape or Pellegrini was out. No, because he was delivering really good performances. And um, and you know, another thing that comes to mind is is the way also Borja Mayoral was integrated into this team. Yes. Um, also in a very on a very similar basis in in terms of hard work i mean the guy works his ass off uh yesterday he came on and he had a totally different intensity compared to perez i think that's the one player that we fonseca now needs to work on he's worked on vr he's worked on mayorao he's worked on Karsdorp, he's worked on uh, bruno perez now it's time for carlos perez to to sort of fit into this team because Yesterday, the difference between the intensity with which Mayoral came on and, I mean, that's that brilliant move, cuts away from the goalkeeper, sucks him away out of the goal, and then, unfortunately, hits the post. Um, I thought that was that should have been a goal for him. He deserved it. That, it just shows you that despite maybe the lacking goals or, you know, lacking uh, assists or whatever, the guy is 100% focused on 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 the chances that he's being g- given and that applies to VR that applies to Karsdorp that suddenly you know everybody was was saying oh my god he missed the move to Genoa now what are we going to do with him um he's going to sit on the bench no slowly but surely Fonseca has given him a chance to be an okay starter and now a good starter now you 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 see his name on the lineup and you're not like, oh my God, we, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get destroyed on that right flank because of him. No, yesterday he he did everything that needed to be done to secure the win. He was unbelievable going forward, and he was unbelievable tracking back. There is that beautiful uh, uh, thing that he did on the defensive end to strip the ball away from Palacio at the last minute in front of goal. That that just shows you that. There are some players here that were on the margins or didn't seem to be part of the main team of the main group of guys that now ha- believe in this team or at least believe in the chances that they're, they they are being given. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For hundred and thirty more, you'll be a swole member. And for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May tenth. See Home Club for details. 100%. And I, I also want to give a big mention to Paulo Fonseca because, Andy, instead of complaining, instead of whining, uh, you know, like Antonio Conte does at Inter, you know, whining about every single purchase or lack of purchase that your club makes, Fonseca hasn't said a thing. He's been quiet. He's worked. He's trained these guys. And he has gotten something out of players who we thought or not even we thought, who Roma themselves were shopping because they considered them castaways. So you can't help but praise Fonseca in that regard because he is pulling something out of guys that we all thought would have little to no role within the team. So I, I can't help but be impressed by that. It's 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 really a testament to him and the work that he's and done. And special mention to, to Spinazzola. I, and his that's dentist. where I was going. <laughs> that's the transition. So, <laughs> 
Spinazzola, man. Other than maybe Teo Hernandez at Milan, certainly the best left back right. in the City A at the moment. Yep. Certainly the best Italian fullback at the moment. And I, I don't know. It's so impressive. It, it is astonishing. And I want to bring up the interview that he gave after the match for a number of reasons. So the first being, he said and he admitted, and I guess maybe we all thought it, but just for him to reveal it out loud is obviously different than us assuming. He said that after the, the, the move to Inter last January fell through, he really got motivated to take things up a notch, to become more professional, to be more focused. He said he trains harder. He works more in the gym. He works. He does more calisthenics, does more stretching. He's applied himself more after he was essentially told by Roma after five months, uh, we don't want you here anymore. Right. We will, in fact, swap you for Matteo Politano, who is a, a bench player for all intents and purposes, a bench player at Inter. Now, not and first listen, we were here. We are listen. We are here, sitting here, recording, and we, we we said to ourselves, "This is you know, it's not as bad as we think might be." The, a deal like that going through, you know, that that uh, we could use a winger like Politano at that moment in time. Right. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, listen. I, I know, looking back on it, it makes us and just about everybody who was on social media and tweeting things. Um, and especially when you consider that Politano was in the city and he, there's photos of him with yep. a Roma scarf. Yep. In hindsight, we look like imbeciles for wanting this guy to go. But it, it is difficult to remember that time and how bad he was, Andy. I mean, Andy, he was – it wasn't just bad performances. It was he couldn't defend. He couldn't attack. Now, I do want to say, obviously, moving to a three-at-the-back system has benefited him above all more than anybody else in the team. And I, also, I know we, listen, and also, color of being gone is yes, a, a blessing. Um, yes. It's a blessing. Yes. You're lo because you, 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 you wiped him off the team and you gave Spinazzola, again, the chance that he deserved. 100%. I was just about to bring that up as well. You have to... He was asked about this in a number of interviews over the past few months, but he has said that Kolarov's shadow had nothing to do with how poor he was at the beginning of last season and into the middle of uh, last season before the lockdown, which, okay, you know, maybe politically correct for him to say that, but I just have a difficult time to believe that because, Andy, Fonseca was putting him on the right at moments to accommodate Kolarov, and during this, Spinazzola was saying, I don't like playing on the right. Yeah, and that's that, that, exa that is exactly what... What you can't ask a, a, a player to do, especially a new player at the club, you, you just can't bring uh, a left wing back to the club and then say to him, "Okay, you're gonna play right back." That's that's not how it works. I think Fonseca knew it. I think uh, everybody at the management knew it. Just that when you have a player of of color of status, it's hard to say to him, you know, s you know, step down. You know, granddad, please step down. Go go to it. You know relax um let the younger guy play now you got rid of color and you you said listen we're not going for anybody else on the market it's either you or calafiori and calafiori is 18 and, and has played one uh Serie A game uh against juve that's all so either you perform or we're in trouble and 
again, he's he stepped up, and he the the difference is that he plays smart. Last season, whenever he played, you always I when we whenever always go back to the thing against it, yeah. Inter, right? A total yes. You can't even call that a brain lapse. That was like somebody's brain melting in their head. <laughs> With the match ongoing, I, I mean that. I think you just yes. said it perfectly. That sort of typifies or embodies yes. how it went for him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that lack of confidence that then manifests itself as a, a dumb mistake that costs you the game. Now the difference is that he, when he takes the ball and he goes forward, he does with a purpose. Last season. Whenever he was not injured, which was rarity, uh, it, it was it was a player just going forward, a bit of like a headless chicken, um, just waiting around, seeing maybe oh maybe I'm gonna get a cross out of this. Now it's it, you give him the ball, you can expect all kinds of things from him, and and that's that's very important because again, this team, uh, you know, they lose Zaniolo. They a lot of unfortunate circumstances um, caused this season to be to be problematic for a team uh, like Roma, a team in transition. You need the reference points, and 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 somebody like Spinazzola, who we expected him to be, but finally he's become a reference point for the team, and he's he's played brilliantly all season long. I think the numbers. I mean, he has two assists in the Serie A, one goal, but that doesn't do him justice because his impact is is really just as as important as the impact of Mkhitaryan and Dzeko. I am glad you brought up Spinazzola's injuries, Andy, because look, the year 2020, we needed a hero, okay? It's been a difficult year for everybody. We've all gone through a tough time, and we needed somebody who could put on the cape, Help us out a little bit. I just did not expect that that would come in the form of Spinazzola's dentist. <laughs> so this is incredible. Now listen, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I am the most medically astute or up-to-date individual. So I had no idea that your teeth and your jaw have any correlation to athletic performance. Okay? Zero. So the question he was asked was in connection to the failed move to Inter. They basically said, you've been reborn since, since that move fell through. And he gives a, you know, a politically correct sort of long-winded answer. Yep. But he goes, I've changed everything. And he goes, including my dentist. And he didn't elaborate beyond that. He just said, I changed my dentist. So, of course, in typical Sky Sport fashion, they find out who this guy's dentist is. And they contact and, him. <laughs> and they contact him. If you look at his Google reviews, by the way, they are... Uh, do that because I know you didn't do that, Andy. If oh after goodness. we're done recording here, <laughs> Google this guy, okay? And I want you to look at his Google reviews. And assuming <laughs> nobody added to them after I searched yesterday evening, the top one, the most recent one, has to be the funniest Google review I've ever seen in my life. It oh, Dottore Pozzilli, I see it now. Okay. <laughs> so they interview his dentist, and his dentist goes into this elaborate detail about how. Spinazzola had a really bad bite. His teeth were crooked. His teeth were misaligned. And that he now wears a mouthpiece at night and during training, which alleviates the pressure on his jaw and his cranium, which in turn alleviates the pressure in his spine, which mm -hmm. in turn alleviates the stress on his lower extremity muscles. Now, me being an imbecile, I knew none of this. I didn't even know this was a thing because, you know, I look at guys like Ronaldinho who, 
I don't think that guy ever met a dentist who could fix what in the world or was anybody going. of the health sanitation department yes i mean aside from from a doctor with penicillin shots mm, exactly so what did you think about the astute dentist's interview yesterday come on i knew i knew you learned something from that you know but at the same time i usually go to this um, osteopath this this guy that basically cracks all my bones and puts mm. them into place and apparently that has that has, uh, uh, you know, the body is, is so well connected to everything that happens in the upper part. So the head, yes. so everything that is connected to your jaw, to your ears, that has an influence on, on your back, on everything, on your legs, all the muscles afterwards. It's, it's important. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a great moment to uh, of, a bit of. A bit of you know, it's 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 typical Serie A moment where you get the occasional interview with a with a dentist, um, or remember the, the the countless interviews with Schick's uh, psychologist so or, or I, damn, life coach. I wrote down three obscene <laughs> things that have to do with the medical profession and how we connected yep. to football. And Schick's mind doctor was the first oh, one I had at the top. Yep. Um, a guy who writes a pretty much if you've read his book because I made the mistake after. After we were introduced, you take to this these guy. things too seriously, Jeff. Mm. I, well, listen, it was four dollars on Amazon, so um, I made them, or I should say, four euros. But I made the mistake of buying this guy's. It was like a self-help book, like one of those motivational right. ways yeah. to make you feel better about yourself and to, you know, get up off of your ass and stop whining about things in life. Listen, I don't know if some of this stuff is hokum or if it actually works. Um, I see, like you, I see somebody who cracks my back, and I feel like a new person after that happens. But apparently, you and I have been doing it wrong. We have been needing to see our dentists. And listen, I, you know, I like most people, I hate going to the dentist. But clearly, Spinazzola, if we, if I could be performing like this, I think you and I missed out. We, I wish I was told about this a decade right. ago. Well, um, you and and you lost your ACL or something, so you should I have, have lost gone two to ACLs. So I, listen, <laughs> go uh, to your dentist as soon as possible. This is great. This was by far one of the best interviews I've ever heard, and it is typical Serie. It embodies everything. Not even Italian football, just Italy in general. So they didn't disappoint. I just hope. I just hope before we end the the dentist thing. I just hope that it has different effects, uh, different results. This interview than the interview with uh, with Schick's mind coach, who came out, gave an interview after Schick scored a goal, and then Schick went on again a dry run for like uh, six months. So just... <laughs> he did. He did. He did worse. He did worse at Roma after seeing this guy. So I, I don't yeah. know. That that wasn't exactly the best, uh, the best way to get more referrals for this uh, self help doctor. Hey, to end though, we have to admit, and we've gone almost forty minutes without mentioning him. Um, that was the best performance of Lorenzo Pellegrini at his time in the Roma. The first twenty minutes of his Andy were some of the best football. Maybe of any, not of any player in the city, but maybe of any individual that we have seen this season in all of Roma, because that was incredible. That, to me, embodied what Pellegrini can be and what he can do when he's focused and when he's showing the right attitude. And I find it kind of interesting that it comes less than a week or no, a week on the dot 
of when he does this very weird social media thing. Listen, I mm-hmm. it's social media. You can't go onto Instagram and start, you know, having these fits and getting angry about people criticizing you. You're a footballer. Criticism is going to happen. I do agree now. When it goes beyond the football pitch, when you're going having a go at a guy and his wife, that's that's where we obviously all draw the line. You and I will will criticize player on here, but never do we take it to that personal level. And I think we would all agree anybody sending abuse to Pellegrini or his wife and or even mentioning his children. I mean, come on, that's that's obscene. It's disgusting. It has to end there. But I do find it interesting, Andy, that. He has this match against Sassuolo. Opinions are divided as to whether or not he played bad or good. I saw some people. I, I, I didn't even think that he was that bad. That's why I was surprised. Neither did I. That's why I was shocked. Yeah, I, was I didn't understand the message they, after the exactly, match. Exactly. Same. I, I didn't understand who he was, who he was mentioning. Um, it was it was very curious. But nonetheless, it is curious that his best performance comes after that episode. And to credit the club, they backed him. Fienga. Fonseca, they came out and they spoke publicly about the situation with Pellegrini. And he gave a very strong response. He was yes. probably the man of the match, right? Yeah, finally. I mean, that's that's what you always wanted out of Pellegrini, to back back the words up with, with real actual football. That's what he did. He was incredible. He I mean the the, the thing that sort of epitomizes the, the the his performance that game is the goal where uh, it, it was as calm as they come. I mean, he was, I, you know, usually in front of goal, you see him struggle. That's his biggest problem that whenever in front of goal, he, you know, he either misplaces the shot or he hesitates too much. And he, here he just, he just said, bring it on, you know, took the ball, calmly placed it right in the left corner. Uh, just beautiful, beautiful attitude, beautiful performance encouraging um considering that you are going to play you know Torino uh, Atalanta Cagliari you need performances like the ones that Spinazzola Pellegrini Mkhitaryan have delivered so far um hoping for Pedro to come back stronger than ever hoping for 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 Jeco who I thought had a really good game um you know it, it, it always whenever roma were threatening jeco was in the middle of of that play uh, i mean the last goal the fifth goal is made possible by jeco taking having a careful but quick look at at at, at Karsdorp and and launching the ball forward for him um it, it just he needs to he needs to get those mistakes and and misses down to a minimum sometimes you know because you were sitting 3-1 up but with Roma, you never know. With Roma, it was sh- it's always shaky. This game, it wasn't shaky. This game, they came out, they understood that Cristante mistake was just that. An individual mistake um, that wasn't, you know, it, 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 was, it didn't stem from a general team mistake. It was just an individual mistake that you could come, come back from. And that's what they did. They went on a run. They secured the win. That's what you want now with, I, I expect... I expect with Torino, I expect to win. With Atalanta, I expect to win because this is going to be good. Because with Torino, it's a test uh, that that sort of shows whether you can play the same way in such a short amount of time 
And with Atalanta, it's it's another one of those matches that you need to win to show everybody that you're up to the challenge to face the bigger teams, the, the top dogs that you will have to compete against if you want the fourth spot. So I was just about to ask you, to end it here, how we think this sort of run of matches before the holiday with Torino, Atalanta, and then Cagliari next Wednesday, how we think that plays out. Now, you and I have said on a number of occasions that it's it's very curious this time of the year for Roma. It always is, not even necessarily referring only to last season. This is the period where Roma always seems to encounter troubles. If we remember with Di Francesco, this was the beginning of the end for him too in the winter. Uh, after the break we saw in uh, January, February, Roma just melt down. The Coppa Italia against Fiorentina. It, it is very odd the things that happens to Roma after the winter break. Almost consistently, it feels like, and usually only one way, negative. So how do you see this Roma approaching these next few matches and then even after the break? So after the break, they're home against Sampdoria, they're away to Crotone, and then they're home to Inter. Now, given what we saw from Inter in, in the Champions League. I feel like these next six matches, Andy, I know we keep saying this on the podcast, it's going to be make or break, and I, I understand that we say it a number of times, <laughs> but it does sort of feel like these next six matches, three before and then three after, it does feel like we will know who this Roma is. Is this the the usual Roma, or is this the... I'm sorry, is this the usual Roma that we're used to seeing in the winter? The one that they have these lapses in concentration. I mean, even with, you know, Garcia, this is when this is when he got the sack, right? Uh, after Milan, they drop points. And then January, we see Spalletti arrive. So this always is like the doom and gloom period for this Correct. club and has been for a number of years. So is that the sense you're getting too? The three matches remaining before Christmas and after, we will know how this Roma, how they are as a team. This is the period right. where we find out. Right. Yes. Yes, it is. Because as as much as uh, you know, we all like to sort of look at the table, look at the standings right now, and say, okay, this is you know, it's bound to change. Sassuolo are bound to drop points. Uh, Milan are bound to drop points at some point. Lose a game for Christ's sake. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it, this is also the time where you have to stop saying that because um, because some things will have to be done right uh, in order to win games. Roma uh, now look at, at at games that are winnable. Uh, a series of games that obviously in in the short amount of time and, and basically playing every three days, it's always going to be problematic, but it is for a lot of teams. I mean, Inter are known for going through the same slump exactly. that Roma is known for. Uh, so it's nothing new and nothing different for other teams. But again, this is, it's true. This is make or break. And um, it's also where, you know, if, if you lost, points against Sassuolo, if you lost points against Verona, if you gave a terrible, terrible, forgettable performance against Napoli, this is the time that you um, you get those points back. But it, it needs to be a team effort, and it, it also needs to be 
uh, the same type of football that Roma played against uh, Bologna, where it's doesn't matter if we made a mistake, we are going to play our way. And that's how you score two goals. That's They stuck to their way of playing football in that game. They didn't give up. Um, they didn't, you know, sit there accomplished with uh, sitting on three to one. No, they went and scored two more goals. That You have to have that mentality if you want to stay up in the table. Just You just have to because you can't take a chance on uh, Milan losing points or perhaps uh, Atalanta finding their way eventually um it, it, it will it will happen at some point so this is you know it's a huge challenge for everybody involved probably for Fonseca uh, this is the time where you know he looks past at the history of coaches uh, Garcia getting the sack uh, Di Francesco just losing the whole shebang i mean uh, just losing it totally and spalletti you know coming out of a winter break and then losing the the, the two most important matches uh, against Lazio in the coppa italia and uh, lyon in the europa league that's it, it's a pretty remarkable track record and um you know at roma we always love to set records well i would love to sort of break the the spell of um of disappointing second halves to a year, um, it just has to happen. This, this, I think this team is capable of it. Um, and 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 again, it, it's a, we are talking about a series of of winnable games if if these guys perform the way they did against Bologna. I completely agree. This team is capable of it. I think the personality and the character that they've shown to date has certainly been different than the previous Roma teams we've seen. Before, uh, but listen, we've at the in the moment we've thought that about other teams as well, and we've sort of been duped. And again, this is usually the time of year where things, where the uh, where the house begins to crumble. But we will keep our fingers crossed. We will be back after the midweek match against Torino. So we will talk to you in a few days. As always, thank you for listening, and until then, ciao, ciao. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.